0: Twelve hundred and forty one days. It's been twelve hundred and forty one days since we've last been with each other. <laughs> this is Ozzy. This is a podcast. And uh I wanna thank you guys for coming back in, checking in, listening, your support. It's been amazing. Um hopefully, you know, we can get this going again. It's been a while since since we've done this and uh, I think it's a good time to restart it again, you know, because of, uh, you know, a couple different things that are going on in the world and and in my industry. So um, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, you know, whatever you got going on with your family, with your friends. I hope you guys have a blast. I hope you guys are safe. Um, This week we sat down with Carlos Chavez from uh, Keller Williams here in El Paso and Lynn Westbrook with EXP Realty to talk about the Seitzer versus National Association of Realtors lawsuit. It's a huge thing going on in real estate right now. Uh, if you're in real estate, you're aware of it. If you're not, you're probably going to hear about it if you haven't heard about it already. So we wanted to sit down and kind of talk about what has happened already, what we feel could happen, and just kind of give you a little bit of insight about you know, what other agents and what other brokerages across the country have been saying. So. Thank you for taking the time and listening to us. Uh, and without further ado, here's uh, the podcast.
1: What are we talking about?
2: Um.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It feels like I, I think I think where Carlos is going to be the one that kind of takes us
1: out of this. Off,
0: trip. yeah. Kind of like the, like the, the Avengers thing uh-huh. where they kind of build a different timeline and then the future goes this way and oh. we have to bring it back <laughs> yeah. and return, nah, yeah? go back in time to put the rings where they were taken. So we, this, that, this that, is
2: that, choose your own adventure. That's
0: what, that's what Carlos yeah. is going to do to us. So who's going to, who's going to take the, the lead here?
2: You're, you're the yeah, you No, right? no,
0: no. I'm not the, I'm not meeting it. Are you like pro lawsuit or is it, is that what happened
1: Oh, we're talking about the lawsuit.
2: Well, we're talking just, about the lawsuit. I think that's a great thing to talk about because it's not, because one, it's it's in the news, right? So people are taking notice of it. Um,
0: so, okay.
2: Yeah. So ahead. let's
0: start there. Uh, break down the lawsuit. For people that are going to be listening, What what lawsuit are we talking about? So what is it?
2: Carlos. So uh, well, so it's called Sitzer Burnett is what you can look it up by mm-hmm. versus National Association of Realtors and then a, a bunch of brokerages. Right. Um, it's an antitrust case. Mm-hmm. They're accusing... <laughs> essentially, they liken real estate brokerages and the National Association of Realtors to a cartel. Okay. That... There's price fixing and that we control the commissions in such a way that people don't have a, any other alternative. Mm-hmm. That's why it's kind of crazy because people always have a choice. They don't have to use us, right? first of all. Right. And the commissions are negotiable. Mm-hmm. However, there has to be a certain standard because... We can't work for free, right?
0: <laughs> Even though,
2: <laughs> well, and sometimes we do. We do, right. right? Right. So there's no guarantee. Like, how many of us have people that we've worked with for years or whatever that maybe never buy or sell? And so that the system kind of work, has worked its way to provide a general living for people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But there are flaws, maybe in the system. Think about. Um, I think about a lot. I, I liken it to when I waitressed, and like, I waitressed in a nice restaurant. The person who would come and get the lobster and a bottle of wine had to tip me more because of their bill was higher than the person who came in with their three kids and got kids meals and threw French fries all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I would never thought that was right in a way, because. This one was no trouble. This one created a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I felt that way with houses, but the problem is we can't choose. We don't know ahead of time which ones are going to not be difficult, tedious, mm-hmm. and so anyway. So it's kind of there are some, so that's kind of jumping ahead, but thinking about the commissions and why they are the way they are. Um,
0: what prompted the lawsuit?
2: So. I, I mean, my opinion is that an attorney saw an opportunity to do a class action, and it's a huge... So the, the thing that's shocking about it is that it... Let's see, what are the damages in it? $1.4 billion was what the jury awarded.
0: Which is... Five. Trebled, right?
2: Uh-huh. Which could be trebled. It, it's not trebled at 1.4. It's 1. not trebled yet. It could be. It could okay. go up to four, you know, could go over four. Okay. Um, billion. Um, with a B. Yes. Let's so my question, one thing I've been trying to figure out and I haven't found it yet, is what do does the average person who's named the person in the class action, what are they gonna what are they gonna get? Do they get a hundred dollar gift card for this? Right. Or do they actually get something substantial? Because the damages are supposed to pay for what they are claiming to be um, sales commissions that they did not have the opportunity to negotiate, Mm -hmm. primarily around the buyer's commission. So it's a group of sellers.
0: So a group of sellers got together and said... We're suing the realtors because we had to pay the buyer's buyer's commission. Right.
1: And I think that the reason behind that was the way the certain states have their contracts worded. It wasn't disclosing that, hey, this is shared commission. Like the listing agent has the opportunity to procure the buyer themselves or Mm -hmm. pay somebody who does procure the the buyer for them. Mm -hmm. Which takes us to the very core of our real estate practice in the country. Because as, as a country, we want buyer's agents and we want listing agents, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So a lot of the case referred to other countries that they do it differently. Right. But those systems are suck. Are broken. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you're not getting the best... I mean, the reason we have buyer's agents and we're paid the way we are is because there's an incredible value that you have with a buyer's agent. If you're just... so. I always tell buyers, the list price is arbitrary. So it would be different if if an appraiser was coming in. And, you, and we all know even appraisals are not... Um, not fully science. objective. Yes. You have right. some sort
1: of subjective... I've seen $100,000
2: yeah. swings on you know, half a million dollar houses more than once. That's a huge percentage it, between two different appraisers. Right. So, right. so if there was a way to ac- accurately value a house and post it and then just have... Buyers come and see it and then pay that price fine, but that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. How do we price houses?
1: Yeah. We're not hard retail. We price. There's there's so many
2: different ways we come up with. We provide comps. We say here, you know, we're we're bringing some strategy to it, but ultimately it's the seller. How many times do we have a seller that's like, no, I want this price. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, I don't know if you're going to get that. (laughs) And, but we can try. So it's arbitrary completely. Right. Right. So if you're now a buyer without a buyer's agent to run the numbers for you, which in, in some states it's okay because you have a little bit more data. But for Texas, for instance, we're a non-disclosure state. So people don't have access to the data that we have, which is data that we pay for. Mm-hmm. How much do we pay? I mean, we just got our bills, right, for the next year. Starting off at $620. S- 620
0: for the first that's quarter. That's
2: the first quarter, right? That's the first quarter. And and then you've got we've got lockboxes. We've got... Like, there's so many expenses that we have. It's it's very challenging to make it, to make it big in this industry. You can. Like, mm-hmm. there's a big upside.
1: Mm-hmm. There's there's no limit because it's sales. All sales right. don't have ceilings, right. right? Most of them.
2: But we also know, I mean, we've all done this long enough that we know what kind of work goes into it and what you sacrifice to get to that level where you're actually making a lot of money. Uh-huh. and it's honestly it's not worth it sometimes mm-hmm. it's a huge sacrifice for your family you, we have flexible schedules but flexible to to the client to the whim of the client right, right? to their schedule how many times have we missed you know anything f- for our families and yeah i'm sure none of our kids want to go into real estate you know mm-hmm. mine are like uh what do you I doing i mean if, if they've been
0: paying attention to us the last couple of years they wouldn't <laughs> want to go, do-
2: right so so the so the case is interesting, and th- it, it just it just seems so way off base, and just it seems like a witch hunt. The thing that okay, so one thing that was interesting that happened was Remax and another company that was named in the suit mm-hmm. settled. They settled, at the of course, right? Right. So the downside to that for the ca- case is now it looks like someone's admitted something, right? Mm-hmm. The reason they did it is because these cases are being litigated at 1200 dollars 1500 dollars an hour they also probably realized that this was going to go to a jury trial and who hates us everyone, everyone. <laughs> the, we hate ourselves as agents right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the public so it's going to go to a jury of your peers i mean think i mean i think i'm sure we've all yeah. thought about it and we and i think we all try to put this into our own practice i try to be very fair when i'm thinking about listing a house would you know would i want to pay this and, and at least I want to at least bring that value to the table, whatever they're paying.
1: You're, you're thinking, how can I get as many eyes on this thing? So Mm -hmm. that somebody pays what we need to ask for it
2: and give them the best guidance where to take off the stress because we have different types of clients too. That's what's great about our job. I'm in my, what I say is my um, community service space right now. (laughs) Like I have a lot of clients who are rent, can't afford because of interest rates they can't afford to buy, so you're nurturing them. You're helping them find rentals. I mean, the rental payment for fi- helping someone find a rental is not even doesn't even pay, cover your gas money, right? Yeah. Right. But you do it because people,
1: Need otherwise
2: they're on their own, right? Mm-hmm. And th- and this is what I'm worried it could be happening from this case is if you have buyers, um, now they're going to be on their own looking for...
1: <laughs> so are sellers, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Because as a seller, you hire an agent. You talk to the agent. You have them place the house out on the market. They procure the buyer. Or the buyer has to come in by themselves because nobody wants to represent them. Because then they would have to pay them. Right. What happens then? How do you know the listing agent is being fair? Unless it's a new home.
0: Not to say that people aren't going to be fair, Um, but...
1: But it that, that
0: cloud of doubt. Uh-huh.
1: The word is misre- misrepresentation is easier to be pinned on things right. at that point.
0: I I like I I, I never liked doing double ended deals. I've always hated it. Always. Mm-hmm. I, and I know oh, it's more this, more that, whatever. I, I don't like I don't like representing both sides because I feel that somebody is gonna somebody's gonna hate you.
1: Exactly. At the end, You're no not, matter what. It's like, it's like agents who are lenders as well. There is nobody under this. Son it, that's charming enough to keep somebody happy and also finance the whole well thing. I disagree. You do really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love double ending. No, double ending, well, yeah. No, but. Well, but represent or represent not and, and double ending is the, the uh the ugly term. The ugly way to say yeah. the vulgar, like, oh yeah. Because I never double end it and take full commissions on both sides. Yeah. But you do have to raise your level of transparency. Yeah. And you do have to educate your buyer and seller and say, I'm only attempting this because I think it can benefit both of you. Mm-hmm. But you lose your fiduciary you get, responsibility. You can't get responsibility exactly, Right.
1: So all the education has to come beforehand before you have them sign that document saying, hey, guess what? Now I'm a priest. I can <laughs> listen to your sins, but I can't partake, you know? Okay. <laughs>
0: so do you think, I guess each of you, do you think the lawsuit came... Because sellers weren't educated about the process? Or do you think it's just greedy lawyers that saw an opportunity? I, mean,
1: I think it's opportunity. Yeah. On one part. And the other part is we're still the only industry that hasn't had reform or disruption.
0: How? What do you mean?
1: In We're practicing real estate the same way since forever. How long ago was NAR
2: founded? How long ago was real estate actually done this way? So I remember my husband said probably, probably 15 years ago. He told me, cause, so how long have you been in the business, Ozzy? A
0: uh, uh, little under 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think I just hit my ninth year, I think. I think I just went over my ninth, like in May.
2: And Carlos, what but, do you
0: got? Like
1: seventeen. Jeez. Seventeen formally since two thousand ten, probably. Like that's when I, I it, it two thousand ten. You got licensed? No, I got licensed in two
0: thousand seven. Okay. Oh, but you, yeah.
1: But, and then I practiced real estate for a while. Market crashed, right? And I had, I was in college, had other jobs, and um, and came back full in two thousand and ten. Okay. Yeah but my story is a border story like I was forced out of Quadit <laughs> over here right because it was the drug war yeah, that's another
0: podcast yeah that's another Lynn was forced out of California
2: I've been forced out of a lot of states <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long have you been
2: now yeah. um, 19 years
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so so about 15 years so the Ben would always say when I first got my license the first few years are you ever gonna um, break even, break even? <laughs> And that's the reality, right? Like people, you know, that's the, so like I did, I probably worked mostly for free for about four or five years mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're just doing enough to pay your dues, mm-hmm. literal dues and yeah. your figurative dues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, but then about, so about five years and then he called me the queen of the $100,000 listing, which that's okay. That's what homes f- used to sell
1: for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
2: And I, I'm back I remember eighty nine eighty nine
1: nine fifty was my price point. Eighty nine thousand nine hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. You know? The first time I, I sold it to a house above two hundred thousand, I was like, my god, these people are gonna think I'm such an idiot. You know, <laughs> I can't hold a conversation with them. they 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 must be freaking geniuses if they're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house and I'll pass up, <laughs> right? But now can't find
2: it. Well, and so then back back then he says, uh, People won't need you. This isn't as technology is because we've uh-huh. also all seen, like, I got my first email address in college. Uh-huh. Like, it, the just the speed of which we're evolving. innovating, evolving yeah. is so crazy. So, this is when Zillow is starting and things like that. And it's, and he's like, Oh, pe- people aren't going to need real estate agents. Uh-huh. And I always thought they will need us because. Um, we're not just opening the doors. We're we're not just... We are therapists. We're diplomats. Because how many times do you get a message from the other side, the seller, the buyer, that would totally blow up your deal mm-hmm. that if you delivered it the way it was given to you?
1: But you grow into that conversation as an agent. You have to have those four or five years of just yes. little... Eating ramen for breakfast, frijoles with arroz... For lunch and then water for dinner.
2: Because that, <laughs> is, that is true. I think an immature huh. agent, immature uh-huh. in years, will not know the nuances and have the experience of you know having deals bomb or knowing that this is not a gossip session. You know, you're, you're a prof- we're professionals, right? So this is what it's all going to come down to, this case eventually, mm-hmm. um, is what is our value? And this is what we're all needing to take a hard look at right now. And I think we should be. Like, I think if an agent is not seriously looking at what they bring to the table, then they're having a problem. So
0: <laughs> you brought up the, the 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 question of value, right? What value do you bring to a transaction, right, as a buyer's agent? Mm-hmm. That's what everybody should be asking themselves.
2: So, right. And one thing that, was, that struck me from, I don't know if it was in the case or if it was some commentary on it, but um, basically... This is this is the true. This is this is the this is a true statement, which is agents, regardless of experience, competence, or effort, command the same rates. In mm-hmm. the current structure that we have. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, there does seem to be a little bit an element of unfairness to that, right? Um, that someone we we've all worked with that agent who got lucky, got a Zillow call, and brings a client. And the and poor
1: client had been home shopping and 40 And 40 40 the client weights. doesn't even know that
2: this mm-hmm. agent doesn't have experience. Not that... I mean, we've all been there. We all we all sold our first house and we're grateful to have someone Stumbling on the other side. through it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That helped us, right? So it's not trashing a new agent. But the fact that they get paid the same as someone who has 20 years of experience mm-hmm. and that is more sophisticated in negotiations and you know has seen all the things... Um, there's not really many other industries that work like that Mm -hmm. right
0: okay so if you think about it that way as a listing agent and a buyer's agent what do you think is harder buyers you think a buyer's agent is harder okay so if you put your listing agent cap on what do you expect the buyer's agent in your transaction I at
1: least plan for a fully filled out contract man you should see some (laughs) of the garbage (laughs) I (laughs) think
2: You know, Carlos like, is setting the bar really low I don't know no, I know. yeah and that and I that's, do like it when they put my license number
1: on there exactly. and I don't have that's to fill that's the problem out. like <laughs> I'm like it's public information just you know right click right. and
2: click away on your it, computer it, it, you know when we were having multiple offer situations uh-huh. literally sometimes to me it would come down to that um not you know not that we're, we're not choosing necessarily mm-hmm. but if someone had filled out all of the brokerage information had taken the time to look it up and done. To me, it wasn't that they had done it; They're it was diligent. that they are someone who, showing. yes, uh-huh. right, it was willing to do it. And so we learned a lot. The last few years have been we've been through some crazy times because we, if we've been in the industry from the last crash. But I don't think anything's been as crazy no. as no. the last because three years. No, because nothing has
1: changed so much as these past three years. And yeah.
2: it's not stopping. I just uh-huh. like to say that we're on year three and maybe going on year four of no one knows what the heck uh-huh. is going on. Yeah. And that's really hard as a professional because, I mean, we got we were in a time where we'd you'd walk into show a house as a buyer's agent and your client would look to you and go, Is this a good deal? Uh Uh-huh. And you'd go like, oh, sure. Or you'd say, it doesn't matter if it Uh is. I would say it doesn't matter if it's a good deal or not. If you want this house, it's this price or more. Mm -hmm. Which hurt me Uh to say that and do that.
0: Yeah.
1: No, especially after you've been standing outside of the house... In the sun for 15 minutes, waiting your turn waiting to, to go in, in yeah. and you're like, Oh my god, what is gonna happen?
2: And you're, yeah, you're evaluating people's cars. Uh huh. Like, what, what, what are we up against? You know, that,
1: that's that I think is part of our value originally as realtors, right? It's the knowledge, it's your war scars, everything that you've been through. If you were raised in the area, if you live in the area, if your kids were educated in the area, if your friend lives here, you know, even if you read the news about the area. Mm-hmm. Like how well versed you are, and how well you can guide the client, because at the end of the day, our job is just to give options, right? You have A or B. Mm-hmm. Move forward or don't.
0: I went over so. it this weekend with some people that came through, and they were looking. They're looking at buying. I told them the exact same thing. I don't. I don't think I've ever. I mean, we're in sales, right? So you you have to ask the. You know, mm-hmm. do you like the house? Do you want to buy the house? You know, but I don't think I've ever. Like really asked. Somebody to buy a house you yeah, know, you've Representing a buyer Walking in and say, thing. Hey you have to buy this okay. I've never done that I've never said anything like that and It's always just Educating
2: And oh. that's what's hard About this lawsuit And that's what's That's what's painful For the good agents And I believe that most Agents Are I believe that about people Right that Yeah Most people are, people good. are to the good people yeah. Unless you read the news And then you're like Yeah Oh my terrible. god Maybe we do need right.
1: to Be hit by a meteor <laughs>
2: <laughs> So I think that most agents that get into it, it doesn't matter what your education level is or whatever, you can succeed in it. Which is also what makes an awesome industry, is if you have the hustle and the um, integrity that you can you can be really good at this. But um, go back to
0: what you said. So anybody coming in, regardless of experience, exp-
2: competence, or effort, mm-hmm. get the same rate.
0: Okay, that's a statement that you that troubles you.
2: Um, well, so when you, when you think about it from the other side, like, cause, um, you always need to look at every situation from all sides, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about what, where's this lawsuit, come, cause again, even with this, yes, do I think it's a money grab for the attorney? Probably, you know, and yes. it's an opportunity. <laughs> yes. But there's some validity here that got it to the level it did. Otherwise it would have been thrown out of court. So there's mm-hmm. gotta be some kind of like concern. Right. Um, So, and it is going to reform the industry. I don't know if it'll be major or if it's just going to be minor, but anyway. um, So that's what I think of when I think of the other side. I'm like, well, if I were a home seller, I would want to be able to negotiate with my agent um, more depending on their or, and as an agent, mm-hmm. I want to be, at this point in my career, um, I don't want to just be picky and choosy about who I work with. Like, I want to just be fairly compensated for the value I bring to a transaction. Have you ever
1: closed a property and then thought, oh my God, I'm, I was paid way too little for this one. Oh. Imagine <laughs> if we could go back and right. also be like, oh. hey, by the way, you owe me an, an extra thousand bucks. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I have yeah. to pay, now I have to take everybody in my office
0: to get pedicures. And therapy. <laughs> so do you... For so emotional support. Do you think... Do you... Right? So the most common used number right now is 6%. Right? Your listing agreement is usually...
2: In, I would say, El Paso uh-huh. and kind of the markets like that we're in, yes. Right. But like in California, so... It's like 2, 1? It depends on the price, the price range, range, right? Which, honestly, right. to me, that's fair. Right. And I've always thought that as well. Like, that. that's what I was ta- going back to, like, the analogy with the waitressing. If you have... Um, a $3 million property, 3% for both, you know, 6% total or 3% of that, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That, unless you're doing some crazy marketing
0: overseas. And that's what I was going to say. Like, personally, I've never sold a $3 million house, but I would assume that to sell a $3 million property, you'll have to go outside of the normal email blasts
2: and... But do you, right? So sometimes, some of the things that we do as agents is the dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. I've eliminated a lot of that, honestly, from my own personal business. And that's the benefit of not having a team and just being a, like, this is who I am. If you want to work with me, I always joke and say, I may or may not be wearing shoes. You know, it's <laughs> like, I'm at that point <laughs> in my career, right? That right? I'm like, that you're not coming to me because my shiny listing presentation, I don't prepare one most of the time because, Mm -hmm. um, that's not, you know, I'm not going in trying to compete with other agents, Mm -hmm. um, for my materials. Right. Um, I think you do need to, you do have a little bit more expense on a higher end home. However, how are most people finding homes these days? Honestly, online Zillow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, and they're sending them to us, so that is one thing also that I think a lot of people think that w- why do we have buyer's agent? Then that's no, what even but,
1: even, yeah. even our, uh, ourselves. Why yeah. do we pay our Gepar membership? You right. know, our association membership. Everything they sell all um, all my work, all my pictures, all of my everything. They sell it to Zillow.
2: But it wouldn't be on Zillow if you without... didn't post it on
0: the MLS. Right. and and, and However, that is nice.
1: I could post it as, a, as an owner.
2: Yes, but or have you ever bathroom. tried to do that? Yeah, it's horrible. It like takes like five times posting. It. So if reform, I think like you, plans, like that? you said, you like said,
0: said a, that there's been no reform to the industry. If reform was to be made, you think that's something?
1: I think that right now, this is just a symptom of the need for that reform. I think nationally, as an association of realtors, we have to step it up. We have to have our own presence. If you look for any address out there, the first few responses in any city are going to be Zillow, Trulia, Right. right why isn't it not a NAR website why isn't it not a local website
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh because these guys have bigger pockets well yeah who's making them bigger the realtors themselves
2: and let's talk about briefly so in case there's people who don't understand what what um NAR does and what uh-huh. like because we pay dues to these so besides that we pay brokerage fees splits right mm-hmm. which um, we pay our MLS dues. We pay for lockboxes. We and then we pay these associations. We pay the National Association of Realtors. You pay your state association. Texas
0: association Realtors.
2: You pay and then your the local local, right? So like for like, I just got a bill not only from Geppar but I got one from Tipcar, which is Tacoma. I get one from Ivar, which is Inland Valley in California. The beginning of the year is painful for me because mm-hmm. it's like thousands yeah. of dollars yeah. out to the the higher ups that you have to be a part of to get access to your MLS, right? Mm-hmm. So that is in some ways a monopoly. We should be the ones actually with the class action lawsuit. Yeah, right?
1: backwards.
2: <laughs> we should be like, wait, <laughs> but right? but they so but they do you know they do advertise um, the re, you know when you see the realtor commercials or whatever they're advertising for Realtors they are lobbyists um, and there are things that supposedly they do add value. So I don't I haven't looked deeply into that but see that's the
0: thing supposedly adds value i don't i don't yeah i I don't have anything and i i know that if if somebody from nar is was listening or is sitting here or would be sitting here whatever they'd say oh we have a website where you can take a seminar and you can do this (laughs) and and you get a little pin and you have but that doesn't really help me
2: actually it makes more work for us we Mm -hmm. we do we have to do the ethics uh review every which is which of course, is great that you you know that we have ethics. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> that's the only rule book, But the uh-huh. ethics book, which but we get forced start, to take that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you read it over and you're like, oh boy. You're like, right. That's when you start. That's where my hate for realtors started. You know. I'm sorry. If, <laughs> it's the it's the truth. I, I like read it and I'm like, God, nobody's professional. You know. We need to be more proficient at respecting each other or at taking you know, things into our own hands. How many times have you gotten a, an offer from an agent that you're like, oh my God, this is going to be a breeze. Yeah. You know? And then you get another one from a certain agent and you're like, oh my God, let me strap down. When <laughs> you, right?
0: And it's so. all because they didn't take the ethics class. Uh-huh.
1: No, yeah, exactly. It's because they didn't take it's an ethics they class. because ah, they like, click through it. They're like, click, 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 yeah, click. Yeah, they, 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 they're more than anything fighting to be right rather than doing the right thing for the client.
0: I saw a thing that said, I was going to tell you about it earlier. I saw a thing that said that these lawyers, these other guys won the case just simply because they won the case. Yeah, It wasn't because they were right. right. It's not because what they were arguing was correct. They just simply had better lawyers.
2: So the deliberation, the jury deliberation was less than three hours, right. which is very vast for a case of this size, which shows you that they had already kind of you know, they had made up their mind probably even before they come. And again, it's because of the stigma with realtors. Like, what do you really, really do, and what do you add? And and also, again, going back to the the stigma antich- price is
1: huge for some people. You know, I've-
2: it is. But we're not. We're still not a monopoly, right? Exactly. We're still. You don't have to use an agent. You can put a go put a sign in front of your house and sell it with or without a cooperating agent.
1: Mm-hmm. If it wasn't so complicated to get a home sold or purchased mm-hmm. or whichever way you want to look at it, the whole profession wouldn't exist, you know? Mm-hmm. Why don't people just buzz their haircuts? They, they don't want to. They want to go and get an actual haircut from somebody, mm-hmm. you know? and It's the same thing. It's a service, but it's a service that exists because there's a need for the service. Right right now that that means that we might have to simplify the process of selling and purchasing in order for the consumer to take over you know so
0: i i love going but to face
1: to stuff my face but to be honest i'd rather pay a waiter
0: yeah that's true great. i mean i don't but in, in like i don't think the process of buying or selling the house is i, I wouldn't call it complicated there's it, there's a lot
2: of steps to it yeah sometimes it's not and actually Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can sell your house on your own. It's not there. It's not really rocket science. Mm-hmm.
1: But you need the middleman. Sometimes you need the person. I think you always need somebody. To well, there to you can sell piece. it, but
2: are you getting the max? Like so, again, going back to value.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We should be. Our goal should be for every client is to earn them not just whatever they're paying us, but to earn them the, more. So the max value. I think we all probably here treat it. I know we were talking about this earlier. We treat it as if it were our own purchase, our own Mm -hmm. money, our own, like put yourself in the shoes of your client to advise them and then couple that with your experience. Um,
1: And sometimes you do have to add a little bit
2: of push. Well, if you know, if you feel like that's the best thing for them, right? Exactly.
1: Because if they're like, oh, we're on a time crunch and this and that and they just throw every single problem at you and it's your 17th time showing them houses and you've shown them literally the same floor plan four times Mm in the
0: morning.
1: I I mean... Guys, I got to tell you, these houses (laughs) are not going to get cheaper on the contrary, you know? And the interest rates, we have no idea what's going to happen the day after tomorrow. Right. So... I,
0: I think... And again, I don't think there's a seller that wants to sell a house that benefits a buyer. Right? The seller is selling the house to make a profit. They don't put it on the market to make sure that the buyer gets
2: what, exactly the best what, deal. Exactly what and there's right. no
0: buyer out there buying a house, making sure that the seller makes the most amount yeah, of money or sure. that like the builder makes the most amount of profit. That's where the agent, there's a lot right. of steps involved in purchasing and selling a house, which is where the agent comes into play.
1: Even if you think about it as a win-win situation, it's, it's a win-win in certain parts for one party and it's a win for... In certain parts for the other part. Mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes they just want to get out of the house because it's urgent. We need to move. We're getting paid a ton more money uh, in another city, you know. So we get we have to sell it. Just get it out from under me because I need to close on. Yeah, the Yeah, each other each situation is different. Right? right, that's
2: the fun part of the, uh-huh. the job is trying to match up. If you're a buyer's agent, you're trying to listen and match them up with the perfect, not just their house, right? We're not. We don't sell houses. We sell like. Dreams, right? Life like, styles, like yeah. yeah, lifestyles. Like, what neighborhood do you want to be in? Where, you know, where do you, you want your kids to go to school and mm-hmm. all these things? The um, again, the case is centers around a little bit about the buyer's agent commission and how that that was kind of the crux of it was the seller's feeling like they didn't want to pay the buyer's agent, but this is the reality of it. When you're a buyer, okay, so especially a buyer today, you're looking at interest rates what are we where are we right now today would they keep going up and down sevens eight percent Mm -hmm. so you already feel like okay i've got i'm paying more for interest rates you have your loan closing costs if you're getting a loan Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's why the seller pays seller is usually the one that has some disposable money from the sale so of course the house price is a little bit inflated to cover the agent fees but the buyer to make a buyer pay for their own agent in addition to it's going to price them even further up
1: because now they're going to have to make an offer even lower than asking to be able to cover for their representation. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And and potentially I have heard that like lenders are already speculating that maybe
0: yeah to roll them into the they'll
2: loan roll them fees. into the loan.
1: Right. I don't want somebody to finance my paychecks. I for know. Right. That, it, that, yeah i would f- there's the problem Dude, right now yeah it's then, then you I'd, I'd go and fight the other agent physically you know
2: <laughs> how many times in your career have you had a seller have to bring a check to the table
1: many many times yeah. you have yeah mm-hmm. in
2: the i've done it a couple times el,
1: el paso's price point wasn't because it's so flat, yeah, it so flat. Because our market is so flat that yeah. you'd have to. Somebody called you three to, three years after purchasing the house, and you're like, eh, "Let me see if I can break you even."
2: Because I feel like it's it's only happened to me a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I can only think of one, honestly. The, because that's my. But because of because I don't want that to ha- like so as long as it's fair to everyone. Um, in those situations I've already negotiated, right? Like sometimes if someone bought a house from me last year and they turn around, they have to sell a year later. Mm -hmm. This is why this case is disturbing to me Mm -hmm. because there's nowhere that we've been controlled by National Association of Realtors (laughs) or our brokerages Uh to say, sorry, you have to charge that person. I don't care if you sold it and made Mm -hmm. money last Mm -hmm. year. You have to say this. A lot of times I call it my repeat offender discount. (laughs) Like if you come back and, you know...
1: Sometimes you have to give them away as clients because they they purchase their house under a VA loan, which adds 2% right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So they're already upside down, right? And our home prices weren't going up. Or we have to then advise them. Hey, you got to go lease. To lease, right. So now you, you need to hire a property management company and hopefully they do a good job and you don't hate me for referring them to you, you know? And then you call them back. I don't yeah. think I've ever
0: gotten a referral from Cardinals. Wow.
2: I usually try to because <laughs> our my, market's
0: been so great. <laughs> I,
2: I try to teach people how to do it themselves to mm-hmm. to some extent. Like I always say, here's you've got property managers and they serve a great role if you can afford it, but sometimes that's the reality too. Um, I had one recently. Not only so, first of all, to begin with, it was a hundred and sixty thousand dollar house. Okay. Not the hugest commission, mm-hmm. but fine, but mm-hmm. it was also a referral from mm-hmm. another agent, right. so there's some money going out there, so then there's money going out to the broker, there's going to another agent. Then, as we got into it, this was going to be a very complicated transaction. They had solar panels, they had not they had owned it for two years. My heart was really going out to these to these clients, and ultimately then so they got an offer from. Um, one of these creative financing people, gurus, online gurus, gurus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, there you go. Um, which you know appreciate their hustle, but it's not usually going to benefit the other person, right? They, they own fourteen houses and live with mom and dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. That's right. Yeah, it
2: can be actually. So, and because it, it's interesting, right? Because they're they're actually. Yeah, it should be another episode because there's a lot to learn from that as well. We should never turn down any kind of um, uh, offers or things for our clients just because they're different and creative. But it would be useful to point out for people to be educated about them.
1: Yeah, these are the pros, these are the cons that I see. You make your own decision, you do your own due diligence from now on. Mm -hmm.
2: Let's do that for sure because I think that would actually be really useful for people. So this, um, so it's ultimately, instead of them losing their house, because I found out later that they were behind on a couple payments. So I'm like, this changes everything. I didn't know this in the beginning. Uh-huh.
1: This opens more options for them. So thank goodness they have uh-huh.
2: someone who's experienced and can, and I was working hard on the, on the side, trying to figure out, you know, what, what deal, you know, how, how to make this work, how to structure it. Well. Ultimately, the best thing for them was because they were willing to lease it and be landlords. They weren't going to make any money, but they could cover their mortgage Mortgage. and they were willing to do it. And to me, I was like, this is the best thing to do for these kids. I I say they're kids because they're probably 20 years old. But you were saying it
1: right now because if if you would have had that conversation with them five, six years ago, you would have been like, oh, my God now you're hopeful that the market will continue its uptrend and that the house will eventually be worth more and that yes so that
2: was the goal that's why i told when they bought it because they they were hoping that's what they were hopeful for and i was like then your dream's not dead let's but guess what guess whose dream was is dead from this (laughs) my dream of selling the house (laughs) but because not only did i spend a lot of time on this i ultimately listed it for lease helped teach them how to screen, do their own, you know, whatever. For now, they're doing their property management because they don't have the margins to, to do it. I also had paid... So that's the other thing is when people look at our commissions and stuff. I had paid $450 for a plumbing leak. They didn't have the money to do. Fine, let's do it because this we have to do this to get it sold. This is the right thing to do. How many things do we... pit? We, we're, I think... Most of yeah, the time you, we're fair. Like we're pitching, I mean, and, we've, and, and we've all not, bought washer and dryers or fridges or something mm-hmm. like and that you had to to make the deal. you
1: agent on the other side who trashes a $260,000 deal, you know, or a $500,000 deal over a thousand yeah, bucks of right. repairs or this or that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it, it's not just about the deal. Sometimes you have to see that there's families involved mm-hmm. and futures and this and that. Like, right. why right. are you doing this right now? Mm-hmm. You know?
2: And And so that's the reality is it's not, it's not just, um it's not just money it's not just houses there's so much more to it that you want people to be in the industry that will provide a certain level of care because if it changes much honestly for me at this age like the opportunity cost to be away from my family to like give the heart and soul i mean we all have nightmares literally about transactions um
1: and PTSD from other transactions. Sure. You're like, oh my God, I yeah. don't want this to happen to me anymore. <laughs> it, yeah.
2: And it's not, so at some point you're like, it's not worth it, right? We've all, I mean, Carlos, how long were you in the hospital? Six I was days. also in the emergency room at some point. These are stress induced problems. How yeah. long were you?
1: Six days.
2: Six days. Yeah. I would say that real estate probably had a big part to do with that. Yeah. I had a $14,000 emergency room bill from like a stress induced <laughs> issue. Like, and so, you know, how many houses athletes. do you have to sell to pay for that, you know?
0: <laughs> what, um, what are the bullet points do you have there?
2: Well, let's see. Oh, one thing that was interesting, and I don't know if this is true, so I always like to try to see, find out if something is true before I would say it, but, and so these are things I'm investigating. One, I was talking about how much is each person in the lawsuit, um, all for the, uh... Oh, how much the they getting- how much will they, will they receive? Right. Um, the other question is, or I had heard that the jury members, none of the people in the jury had ever owned a home, had so never been through a a sale or purchase. Yeah. Somebody said that? Someone said that again, that's something to, to fact check. Um, which is interesting, right? Because I do, I do think not, I mean, people dislike the industry as a whole, but I think we have a lot of clients that are grateful for the way we handle things and the stress we take off of them and, you know, absorb. Um, so I'd be interested. That is, that could have swayed something, right? If they've never ha- seen, so I, I, oh, this is a good example. I sold my dad's house a few years ago in California. Um, he said, you know, at some point in the transaction, oh, I never realized what you did, what you do. Like actually what you do. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, to the extent of, because... We're, there's choices we're making about delivering bad, like the, it didn't appraise. So instead of delivering the news, you know, at 7 p.m. at night, when I know it's just going to upset it's someone. Just gonna it's just going to ruin your sleep? Gonna, yeah, it's just going to ruin, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Instead, I stay up, pull comps, do all the things, create, you know, whatever, submit it back to the appraiser, try to get it reevaluated, and present, and then, you know, choose what time is appropriate to present it, but also show this is the plan, this is already enacted. Mm-hmm. And so that's like yeah, an experienced solution. agent thing that we're doing, right? Is like the in, in inexperienced immature agent might call someone up and be like, Oh my goodness, like you won't believe what the appraiser like they said this <laughs> and, and it's just like That's exactly how they talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that so the if you if you haven't bought or sold a house back to the jury members, you know, maybe they haven't seen all the things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom, on the other hand, she says that she doesn't tell people what I do, um, which I always think is funny. (laughs) It shows, again, the public perception.
0: Why doesn't she tell
2: them? Well, she said it one time to someone on a plane, and then she told me she said that. I was like, oh. Um, I think because at one time I had a more um, interesting career, and this was kind of like – had
0: she feels that it's like a like a step, a step back step or something down? yeah. Oh, okay. i think so
2: i would think so um mm. anyway
0: I, I don't know i like i don't know we've talked a lot of who always who brings it up you that what's like your next me yeah no, like what's yeah. i don't know like i like my my dream retirement job i have always said it i want to be a elementary school custodian or really? a bus driver
1: and just hang out. Like, just you you want to be auto? Yeah, I just wanna. <laughs> I
0: wanna clean schools, elementary schools. I wanna be an elementary school custodian or a bus driver. That's what I want
2: to be. The one like the beloved one, the one that all the kids like. I don't Mr. care if it's Od- the one or, be, or the invisible. Or
0: yeah, just you know, just mind my own business and do what I gotta do. Like that's that's really what I want to do. But I've never really thought of what's next because I I enjoy. Oh, well, I enjoy it a lot. I just feel. That the
1: stress that that we have to absorb from both sides and the stress of keeping schedule and all these timelines that we're managing constantly, that it's incredibly taxing as people and as individuals, like as people inside the industry and like as a father, as a son.
2: So if you get – and so that is the, the – back to our commissions is when we get that check, it <laughs> is rarely – And sometimes it sometimes you get a gift. It's never fair.
1: Let's say it that way. It's never fair. It's never fair because it's either too much or too little. Yes. And you're like,
2: dude, wait.
1: Yes. Right. I
0: honestly, I, I don't feel that I've ever been paid too much. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's too much. For example, and we go back to new construction, especially here. If there's a builder willing to pay a sum of money. Right. It's because they can't sell that property for whatever reason. Right. And if you have somebody that fits those needs, if you're lucky enough to find somebody that says, Hey, I like that house and I like this area and, you know, whatever, and Mm -hmm. you bring it through and that builder's willing to, I don't, they're delegating it to you. Yeah. First, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a realtor. And if, if if they, if they, if they, if they've done this before, then, they themselves, they suck. But I don't think there's an agent that's ever taken a bonus and not shared that with the buyer in one way or another. You always, there's always something to give back. Right. Again, and we said that I'll wash your dryer, I'll contribute to your clothes, you know, whatever. There's always been something, whether it's by the book or not, it's always been done. But I don't think I've ever been overpaid for selling a property that that builder or whatever listing brokerage for that builder couldn't sell if I have the buyer that's, you know, willing to buy that property and live in that area and you know, whatever. So I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever been overpaid. I've never thought that.
1: That that's what that's what makes me think that this whole lawsuit thing is BS. Because sometimes I mean as a especially as a buyer's agent, you know, you get paid whatever they say on the other side. Mm Because when have you ever gone after your client for a missing half a point or a missing full point or anything? Never in my life. But on my agreement with them, it says a certain percentage, right? And I've never gone after them. Oh, you know what? This guy was only – and come to the closing table – when they disclose all the commissions and you're like the other guy paid himself more than half <laughs> right right and you're like oh well
2: that's always a bummer right yeah
1: it's a, it's a bummer but you you never stop the closing and
2: <laughs> it, which which also is what's interesting with the buyers and sellers commissions and the way they're structured is i would say that most of the time that we try to respect colleagues and the work that it takes for a buyer's agent because you're yeah. doing a lot of driving around it's it's expensive to be a buyer's agent um, and sometimes you're getting nothing, right? If you, if they don't oh. buy, with a listing, you usually it's a good chance you're going to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost more guaranteed, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of upfront work, and there's some sophistication and, to and it. upfront expenses. Yeah, upfront I think they're you, transferred more yeah. than anything. But it's a little, and it's stressful in a way of like you really hope it sells, and you want to play everything correctly. But that buyer's agent, like if I if I am. Um, T- if my client, if I, if they're, we're discounting the overall commission, I'm usually giving that, the benefit of that to the buyer's agent and taking a little less on my side,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which y- we don't have to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to, it, uh, it's building goodwill and also understanding what the buyer's agent does. What... Um, opportunities do you think will can come from this that's what, another thing I've been trying to think of like what opportunities do you think are going to come from this lawsuit
1: I think that the first thing is I hope that they notice that the, the entry level or you know the, 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 the path to entry into real estate is so low yeah you know and it's probably so low because also the failure rate is so high You know how many agents do we know that you're like, oh, this guy's gonna do great. He used to sell life insurances and do this and do that. Guy comes in six months in,
2: he's like, I haven't, I haven't sold a single house. Mm -hmm. And what do they say in our every new class when you enter? They're like, look to your left, look to your right. One of you won't be here. You know.
1: (laughs) They say that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh You never heard that. I, Mm -hmm. I guess I
2: because I have so many licenses, I've been inducted into so many like associations, that it's funny that it's like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you look at them and you're like, hey, I've been in this for 17 yeah, years. Kinda, See funny, you.
2: Right. So
0: one, the lawsuit came from people that, were, that weren't educated in the process. But two, I think there's a lot of people sharing information about the lawsuit without them really understanding what the lawsuit is. I think there's a lot of, again, it comes with... Maybe some stuff that I've seen is from new agents. Some stuff that I've seen is from tenured agents. But they don't really... They, they don't know what's going to happen. We, no, but nobody really knows what's going to happen. And they're already sharing information about... Uh-huh. Uh, buyer's agents this and buyer's agents that. Ah, we're not going to get paid. And, you know, they, right, right. There's a
2: little... You can't get some of these yeah. agents to read
0: yeah. the,
1: the, the remarks on the multiple listing service. You want them to read about a lawsuit.
2: Well, right. So, <laughs> so I am going to write an article. It's mostly for myself because I'm not assuming that people want to read my thoughts on this, but um, just for the exercise myself, I, because I think it is always important to go to the source of something. Um, so I, that will be available at a small fee for anyone who's interested. No, in am just kidding. Um, so uh, um, the, the things that still can happen on this lawsuit one, the judge hasn't ruled, so the jury found guilt. Uh, what and found the, the guilt? Right. Mm-hmm. So the judge still has to weigh in, right? So the judge, um, there's, can can change the damages amount, like mm-hmm. if he thinks it's egregious, right? He could say, like, hopefully, if it, you know, like he won't do the treble damages, the four billion. That's usually reserved for, like, they're trying. Well, although I guess it, they could. They're, they use that for antitrust cases and things like that because they're trying to it's show everyone. Like, it's the same thing with, like, uh, Sam Bateman fried right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's probably going to get a pretty hefty sentence for what he did. He's because an example. Isn't, he's an example, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what can happen here. But the judge could also, um, he, so he can change that. They're going to appeal it for sure. Mm-hmm. And so this could go away completely if, if a different, you know, a different jury or however it goes. Um, The thing that I think would be appropriate from this, instead of all these damages, which again, my question is, how much is going into the pocket of the actual people? Because that makes a difference. Speaking of commissions, let's talk about the the attorney commissions. Right. (laughs) Who's going to break up that, you know, bust up the monopolies there? So the thing that a judge could do, though, is he could order an injunction to prevent agents, National Association, whatever, from doing the things that harmed, that, that are named as causing harm, right? Mm-hmm. That's already happening. I'm sure everyone's revising their forms to make sure it's more clear. And so that's already gonna happen. That is gonna be one reform we're gonna have. The judge probably doesn't even have to issue any kind of formal thing, but that's gonna happen. And that would be appropriate, right? Make sure, I mean, we did this in the lending industry, when the when we had the crash, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so a lot of things had to change yeah, we're there. Started
1: to verify absolutely
2: everything. Right, verify Standard for verification. Have, um, came and and right. inform. We have a three day wait. Like there's there's consumer protection. That's okay, you know.
1: Hmm.
2: Um. But the other thing that's coming out of these is these other lawsuits, right? It's tons of copycat lawsuits because they're like, well, if that one, if that's stuck, and, I can make this. Yeah. Time. Then now we have precedent oh, and. Okay. The thing with that that's going to be really dangerous, also, I think there's, it's not like the same as like a criminal trial, like Double Jeopardy, like, they can keep suing like the same people kind of for the same things, which I also am trying to educate myself more about that. Um, But I saw a comment somewhere about these other lawsuits and someone said, was this a South Park episode where everyone's just suing (laughs) everyone? I think think that's
1: what's really (laughs) wrong with, with our society.
2: Everything's a, every, <laughs> every, everything's a South Park
1: episode. Now I'm kidding, uh, or, or Simpsons. They keep predicting, but but uh, yeah, we're we're trigger happy on lawsuits, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because you can't. So because these attorneys can take mm-hmm. a contingent case, right? And they're like, you don't have to pay anything up front. Just get you know fifteen hundred of your closest friends. Uh huh. And and basically, and sign here. I'm sure what they did was they looked at the forms that they are given, right? They looking at their listing agreements, and they're probably like, haha. They didn't just now where did the enough? attorneys
1: get that information from who bought a house and who this and who that? <laughs> you know or were they I'm sure it doing came from, Facebook
2: I'm sure there was probably someone who had a legitimate claim uh-huh. right because that's very feasible that someone was not happy with the way their agent performed or how much they had to pay or whatever um, and then from there they probably turned. They were like, "Well, the real money grab is class action."
1: Yeah, is to add and add and but add. The ahead. other
2: thing that's interesting is that now, they're, like, they're trying to get the DOJ um, involved.
0: Well, apparently, the, the apparently they are gonna appeal it, and then once they appeal it, if they don't get the appeal, it's supposed to go up to the Supreme. Like they said, it's gonna go all the way to the top. So we're talking years before yeah, be this thing has been going on for what ten years, I think. How
2: long it
0: is? I think ten years ago is when it was filed, and they finally got to this point.
1: God, if I would have known. So that, I
0: remember, too. I remember talking to Joe Martinez.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what, like two years ago, maybe three? I don't remember. And this thing was already going on.
2: So this declaration, the one, the interest of the United States. Um, it was filed September 2018, but then there's probably preceding yeah. things. Um, it's actually interesting read, if you know, for people because it talks about like uh, other. There's been lawsuits before mm-hmm. against NAR and anyway, you know, it's kind of.
0: What else do you have on the lawsuit?
2: Um, I think the only other thing. I mean, the, the main thing was was how we get paid and why we get paid and the value we add. Um, they're th- thinking about commission um, prices or values, or whatever, and uh, versus other markets, mm-hmm. and why in El Paso it's traditionally still three and three mm-hmm. because of our the, basically the prices of the homes and, and everything. And um, that's where the
1: average uh, sales come into play, you know. As an association, how mo- how many homes do we sell on average per agent? How many do you need to sell to make an honest living, and you know mm-hmm. is it a single income household that you're because then you gotta hustle more
2: um, right no for sure, and so that and so i I was thinking one thing I had written in my notes when I was thinking it through is there's some amount of peer pressure, so I was trying to think what line do we maybe cross with as far as like um it being uh, a monopoly or antitrust it, to me we don't get close to it but there is some level of like peer pressure and like that's what i was thinking when when i i want to put 3% as much as i can to a buyer's agent when it's my listing because i want to one i want to attract the most will, you know energetic willing you know you want to you want to attract that oh one thing that, that is that i know that in kansas or missouri wherever this case was done one thing that they're changing is that you can't sort by like you can't search for um houses by by amount of commission Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: which i would never even think of doing. that's a thing (laughs) right i know it's crazy i know that you know we have you could add a bonus and i know that there was a time that you know like people would search by that because i would notice if i even if the commission was a little bit lower and then you put in a bonus, that all of a sudden it would get shown a little bit. So mm-hmm. it does show you that some agents are kind of like sc- trolling for that. I, I mean, it's it's not right.
1: Now, I have used it as a tool, just like builders do it, but on the resale oh, yeah. side, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, this house is so beat up, nobody's going to want to show offer it. offer more. Or, yeah, or <laughs> this is so fast that I have to sell it yes. that I will put part of... Yeah, not only exactly. am I willing to go to bat for you I'm willing to put
0: I have one on I have self. one right now yeah where that six is being divided for two yeah because so you're trying to yeah they're they're yeah. in a position where they have to sell to purchase and it makes sense to attract more people to come through and 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 help the seller out you know I, that's the way it's split up right now so
2: So that yeah, so that's one thing that might go away. But again, like all of us are like, why? Like, who's searching by amount of commission, really? Right. But we've all had the agency. I didn't know that
0: that was a searchable. Uh, We have.
2: We should look and see if
0: that's that's the thing
1: about the the multiple listing service. It's it's literally a database where you can search for anything, even a keyword in a certain description. Like you can get really deep. That's that's what I. For a keyword. Huh? For a keyword. Did I say turkey word?
2: No, you said a keyword. word. I'm, oh. I just want... Oh, like, I guess, like, like, thinking, like, one story, like, if you're looking for specifics...
1: Yeah, for, like, a, a trigger word, Yeah. you know? Or, like, when you're looking for... Like in the description? Builder. Yeah, in the description. Hmm. You know? Um, Something that isn't easily checked off.
2: But we've all had the agent who, if you've offered less... Like, I mean, remember that it's, a, it's that fun... I posted it because it was funny. That person, that the ran, one that
1: flipped. That, yeah, that was like, yeah,
2: yeah, because I had, because it was showing um, the buyer's agent's commission is two point five or mm-hmm. something like that. That no. wasn't here though. It was here.
1: Oh, it was here. Yeah, because
2: also Alex, remember, got. Oh yeah, he got, got the same person. Same, yeah. So it was but like someone who was like trolling me because they were thinking they were saying the buyers like they were it, insinuating that. I was paying the buyer's agent less than I was getting maybe as a listing agent. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't even the case. They were, I was offering more probably. But um, anyway, so there is some level of pre pressure. We've also had we've had the ones where, you know, a client has said, hey, let's list it for less. And you, I've gotten offers where the either, other agent has said, hey, you pay me. Like that's part of the offer, like mm-hmm. the term. Like I want it to be higher. Mm-hmm. But... So even though these, this um, lawsuit is going to take a while to, like, settle out and find out what's you know which, how the chips fall, last week I put an offer for someone on a house that on the MLS it's listed, the buyer's agent compensation is listed at 2.5%. Um, and in the negotiation, somehow it changed to where the seller wants the buyer to pay, my buyer to pay 5% wants to pay both agents commissions (laughs) and it stopped the negotiations dead in the tracks Mm -hmm. because I mean what buyer? it because when you did the calculations the math wasn't mathy it was like it was above asking price yeah it was over asking price so I I could understand that if it was like super low and it's like well we'll give you that price if they pay this and then you know and then that would be a a or the crazy things that,
1: that that banks pull off you know like, when when it's a foreclosure or something like that, that all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you know they 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 rule by their own. Sure. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have a
2: certain net they have to reach, and uh-huh. so they'll change. They'll they be don't like, care. Oh, you can and even their
1: ru- the normal local rules don't apply to them. They're like, oh yeah, your option period. No, you, you can back out at any time. But so you
0: so I get so the sellers so sellers should be paying more attention to this lawsuit.
2: Well. They, they should pay attention to it, but they need to make sure they understand the implications. that. Right. Like, so, like, for to me, what the experience I had last week, it seemed like it was someone who read a headline or read an article that was skewed of, like, hey, you know. Right. You don't have to pay commissions anymore as a seller's agent. Right. Or a seller. Um, and not understanding the implications or the system and why we get paid the way we do and why the seller typically pays, you know, mm-hmm. so that goes back all the way back to the beginning of the reason is because the seller usually has a little bit more disposable income and mm-hmm. they're the ones trying to incentivize. I always tell my sellers too, like the buyer's agent, like even though you're paying, like they work for you mm-hmm. if, once you're under contract, right? In a way, right? Their fiduciary duty is to their client and. I think most people honor that very well, mm-hmm. but every at that point, everyone has a common goal. So do, who doesn't matter if the seller can't? Because the common goal, this, the main goal of a seller is to sell their house mm-hmm. for the most money and for the in the shortest amount of time. And so, so if if they're incentivizing someone and their buyer's agent, as long as they're again, their duty is to their buyer, but the end goal is to get the house closed. Then they work for the seller.
0: Yeah. Right. So sellers should be paying attention to the lawsuit to understand now, how it works. And now it
1: depends. How are you looking at it? Because is the seller really paying, or is the buyer paying all of the commission for the listing agent as well? Because whose money is using is being well, used I, to cut the check?
2: So that and that's the thing too. Ultimately, a buyer is paying for for, for the. They're paying. It's built into the sale, right? The seller right. is uh-huh. able to pay out the commissions the way that they do, because...
1: But it's really easy to frame either way, right? Right. But, oh, yeah, Mr. Seller, you're, you're agreeing to pay me this with their money.
2: Right. <laughs> but here's, this is, this is this, so think of some of the things that we've already um, heard. This is kind of interesting, people thinking about how this might change a buyer's agent's job. I've heard, for instance, they'll start paying buyer's agents by the hour. Could you I can't imagine sending someone a bill for my time for the art. Also, how do you set a, 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 like an attorney? Yeah, and that but like Billable the hours? amount that would make me want to go and drive around and show houses by hour is a lot more than I end up getting paid in the current system. Right. Like, exactly. Because yeah. I would never if if you're like, hey, drive me around for nothing, which is what we currently do.
1: And and our main problem is we're walking businesses. You know, I'm a walking payroll. I'm a walking, you know. Yes, right. A, a c- consumer of all these vendors that I have to employ to keep my business running, right? Because mm-hmm. I have to pay rent and all these phone services and right. software, blah, blah, so blah, blah, So just just go back right. to the
2: break even also. It's <laughs> like you, we have to make a certain mm-hmm. amount. But, but so, yeah, could you imagine billing? Me, yeah, so so, so, so like, like, like what? At the end of the day, like, oh, we looked at houses for two hours. Like you owe me $100 or whatever. Like no one's gonna pay no one's gonna ask for that or and no mm-hmm. one's gonna wanna pay that. Right. And so, so the other so that's an interesting concept. Up
1: front, imagine I need a two thousand dollar retainer as your agent.
2: <laughs> and then once you go under contract, they also I don't think people realize how many hours of our time go into it because what they see versus what we actually do and mm-hmm. the time we spent. If if we're working like an attorney and you're billing by fifteen minute increments and you're billing for the room you know, ruminating over the sale and which strategy should we use. And you're trolling like, the, yeah. like we spend a lot of time.
0: You talk to the loan officer, you talk to the inspector, you talk to this, you talk to that, you talk to that. And then now the buyer gets a five minute phone call. Yes. Now well, you've already done uh-huh. two and a half hours of right. work.
1: Now, also with experience, you're supposed to get sharper, right? You're supposed to be a sharper knife to cut faster, right? Mm-hmm but does that really work does it really happen right I think or, that's or do like, you bill a higher per, a higher price per hour because oh i have these many years okay now many transactions these many yeah that
0: whole pay right? per hour thing just doesn't it's, again the math doesn't matter it's
2: and yeah. and no one's going to want to do that so yeah that's an interesting thought but in reality i don't see that working um the because then you're going to go for the low hanging you're going to like find someone who's willing to do it for mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's it's just gonna dilute the quality of people. That Imagine
0: are. being on the on which the- is what happens now. Yeah, you have a lot of discount agents, discount brokerages that I'll list your house for four percent, but there's no no professional photographs, there's no marketing, there's no open houses, there's no nothing, nothing. Like the last one that I sent you guys. Those was, descriptions was, are written in Spanglish and Yeah, like you know, I it mean like, it's it again, it's 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 what you pay for.
2: But then thinking for, for us, thinking as experienced agents in this industry, that might be the way to go, right? Is where you go, okay, you don't want to pay us anymore for the you, therapy. You know sessions. what I've found? I'll just do that a flat rate I, lister.
1: And and it's impossible to do because I've seen agents try uh, tiered percentages, right? Mm-hmm. Oh look, this is my menu of services. I can give you at this rate, this one at this rate. They end up always giving a hundred percent of yeah. their work, doing everything and getting paid less, mm-hmm. right? So I Because that's
2: the thing too, even just our photography and things that we pay for, like that that is the thing. It's not it's not going into the our pocket, right? And so
1: even with the photography and
2: even even that's the, why i started even, doing
1: it myself because it was like god these guys are so bad they're not even using the right lenses they're all over the place you
2: know <laughs> Carlos will teach us about that.
0: Well, yeah, too. That's, <laughs> that's another episode.
2: No, it's the,
1: it's the truth because for me, that's my marketing is you know my yes, my, my right. thing, my, my passion. Like, okay, I I want to know my numbers before I walk in and talk to these people in their kitchen table about <laughs> judge yeah. them pretty much. Hey, guess what? I love the work you've done to your house. It's not worth what you said. It's worth more or it's worth less. Uh, We're you know? all gonna
2: have to end up being our own photographers and things if it goes that route, mm-hmm. right? Because and that's the thing, too, is, like, we don't mind paying – I don't mind outsourcing Delegating. things uh-huh. that someone is really good at and can do it quickly. Um, another – on that podcast that I sent you, when he talks about the end, did you listen to what he said about um, making Uber drivers, mm-hmm. buyers agents? Yeah. Okay, so that's a curious thought, right? So he's saying, basically huh? – did you, okay, you didn't listen to it? So – it's it's you know it's just kind of spitballing what could come out of this right. So he is suggesting that Uber drivers are already screened and gone through this process just like we are right. We're right. fingerprinted, we're screened, you know, because we're going into people's homes.
1: I'm pretty sure it's a little more diligent to be a, a realtor, right? Well, than,
2: an than Uber
0: to be an Uber driver. driver. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. So his so his thought was you tr- pay the real you pay the Uber driver. The Uber driver gets access to a lockbox because they've been screened. Mm-hmm. They drive you pay them to drive you to the house and for the access. So it's like the pay by hour, right? But you're paying someone who's not a licensed agent just for access to the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Then if you like it, you can either go to directly to the listing agent and whatever. Pay them. I mean, they're going to get, they're going to, a listing agent who's going to work with a buyer that way is still going to charge the seller a little bit more to do it because Mm -hmm. we've all been there when, and when going back to the double, double ending or working for both sides, it takes more work Mm -hmm. if you do it right. Right. It's not like, oh, I should just get 3% and help you both. You know, I've learned over time, I used to do that because I used to think, great, let's save everyone money. It's like, wait, now I'm doing. Incrementally, a little bit more work. Right. And taking on more risk, a lot more risk. Mm -hmm. So, I do now charge a little bit when I do both sides, but I don't charge uh, the full on both sides. Because it
1: saves you headaches, to be honest. Because
2: you control, right? Because you know, okay, you know if the lender is
1: telling you the truth, (laughs) right? Because the lender is more open to talking to you. You know if title is on point. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because sometimes you call them and they're like, I can't talk to you. You're not the client. And you're like, nah, bro, I'm the person holding what your client wants, yes. you know? <laughs> so it is true. I so need- sometimes
2: there is a benefit not only to the buyer and seller to, to save money, but also for you to streamline it. Um, so with the Uber driver, then they would go, so they would, they would access the house and then you would then hire either your own, like, so they could, so then say someone's like, hey, Ozzy, I saw this house. I want to put an offer on it. Can I hire you to write the paperwork? Mm-hmm. or represent me in whatever capacity and then it's like what is that what does that look like is that because
1: that adds yeah. another fee though because now you're paying but
2: that's something that i would think like okay i'm not going to charge by hour for driving people around because again that's not where we make it, our money but we do spend a lot of time doing it but there's no not a lot of value added in that part of course we have to do it because we need to see and talk to them in the house. You need to smell the house. You need to, when you're evaluating yeah. it, because you could, even if a client called you and said, Oh, I saw this house, let's write an offer. One, you would have to either have a good disclaimer in your paperwork of, I did not see the house. I'm not, if I, I'm only, you know mm-hmm. what you, you're telling me. What, Doesn't I'm California have, a,
1: have an agent disclosure form where you like go and look through the house yourself and you
2: have to sign off on oh, it? Oh, they have every form. In Uh California, every disclosure form, right? Yeah. And you have to sign them like multiple times. They're crazy. The ghost Uh, form? Well, but thinking, I guess New Mexico, New Mexico does have transaction broker Uh as an option. Mm -hmm.
1: So... I don't represent anyone. I don't don't represent anyone. I I, I represent the paper.
2: And so probably we're going to go a little bit more that direction, right?
0: Do you think, only because I know you're running short on time, you really think drastic changes are going to happen
2: well i didn't think so until i got that negotiation here where it was like oh by the way and your buyer's paying five percent i was Mm -hmm. like what so i'm like there are going to be some informed i'm going to refer to that seller as informed because (laughs) informed or misinformed
1: poorly informed
2: maybe poorly informed right um there is going to be some more that i mean but we've already had that I always, I feel like there's always been clients who are like trying to see what you'll do it for. And sometimes we're assessing that, like, is it worth it? We don't, that's, yeah. that's the other thing is we don't take every client that comes to our doorstep. We're not. I, I
0: we're, mean, the, technically you take more than you should. You're right? always going always, always to have people that want to take advantage of something. Yes. And you
1: always have the mother, mother Teresa heart where you're like, oh, dude, but it's because I have to help them find the house. No, you don't. Maybe but they I, shouldn't be buying a house. I think, I think <laughs>
0: if you still apply the 80-20 rule, I think 80% of the business is going to remain the same because again, uh-huh. most sellers understand that that fee is negotiable. Most sellers understand, most sellers, most agents will inform sellers at their presentation of the fees of the rate of the you know whatever It's not won't. it's up
1: to the broker, yeah,'
0: There's also with with these last
1: four years, you've had brokers just pop out of you know the woodwork
2: well, and who's gonna pay for this this if if they and if this billion dollar
1: oh yeah, they're obviously up. gonna poke at the big companies
2: they but but who's gonna who's it gonna trickle down to mm mm-hmm. our fees are gonna go up, mm-hmm for an hour for And they're not going to go arms. up for
1: salaries. They're going to go up to pay for that thing. Right.
2: So our fees are going to go up. Our commissions potentially could go down. You're just going to have an exodus of good realtors.
1: Yeah. yeah. Early retirements are going to be
2: go crazy. And it'll crazy. take a few years for it to for people to realize. Just means what that we did. i become a custodian right. sooner yeah. than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, 50-year-old custodian. That's all right.
0: So there you go. Those are our thoughts. Um, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with this lawsuit? Um, you know, have you read about this lawsuit? Have you listened to anybody else give their thoughts about this lawsuit? Where do you think this is going to take us? Where do you what do you think is going to happen? You know, it's 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 a huge uh, case. Something that could drastically change uh, the entire real estate market, or you know, it could be something that you know might not do a whole lot. So you know stay informed, read as much as you can, um, educate yourself and please do so before you start talking to anybody, you know, don't, don't scare anybody, anybody that that's not in the market, anybody that's, that's, that's thinking about buying and selling, you know, uh, educate yourself before you start sharing all that to them. Um, so, um, I want to thank Lynn for, uh, providing her huge house if if the acoustics were off i'm sorry but she's got really tall ceilings um so we tried making it as, as best as we could uh, i want to give a thanks to carlos for uh sitting down with us and chatting with us i want to thank you guys for stopping by for listening thank you guys for uh for the support thank you guys for coming back um we have a couple more coming up here pretty soon really interesting conversations not necessarily about real estate uh, as you guys know So thank you guys for coming in and uh, we'll see you here uh, soon in the next one.